Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I speak to Gianna Ricciardi, co-founder of Practice Leader at Vita Assure. Welcome to the show. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about how to adopt technologies to modernize benefits uh, using new market solutions. Uh, it's kind of a mouthful, so I want to kind of dig into how all of that helps, uh, I guess, business owners in particular. Um, let's talk about um, the adoption of technology and how that is helping businesses um, with these new solutions. What what exactly um, can businesses use in, in terms of a, a new adoption of technology? Well, I would say, I mean, there's definitely uh, offerings that could be made available to employees. But one of the things that I'm really seeing as being very useful in respect to te technology is is on the communication side of it and also on how you interact with your benefits plan. So, um, I mean, we all know it. Benefits is, is a very important cost for business, but it's definitely an investment because obviously it's it's for the overall well-being of employees. But um, what, what tends to happen is that often employees aren't aware of the coverages they have or aren't aware of how to use them and, and access them. So technology has been really useful in, one, communicating the benefits of the plan. But, for example, most insurance companies now have apps where you can submit claims online, you can get additional information, you can, you can interact with uh, customer service uh, more efficiently. Um, and you can also access vendors. So when I mean vendors, healthcare practitioners. So, you know, you could, for example, telemedicine where you can speak to a doctor over video conference instead of having, having to physically go see a doctor. So that's one of right. the things that has been very useful. Um, what did it, what was it like before these new technologies came into existence? Like what, so I, I'm curious to hear, like, it was like a horse and buggy. Now it's a car or a spaceship. So what was the horse and buggy? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So ba basically, you know, you're hired by a company the company says you're entitled to benefits. They hand you a physical booklet, which is probably like a hundred pages okay. of jargon. It's a paperweight. <laughs> It's a paperweight. It's it's jar. It's full of jargon, and you have paper claim forms. Okay, you know if you have an expense, fill out this paper claim form, mail it in. They're going to send you a check um, in the mail. So um, it was very procedural. Um, I know that in smaller companies, sometimes what would happen is that the HR manager or the administrator would kind of want to help employees. So they would come to them with their invoices and then they would help them fill out the form. And wow. you know, what I would always tell them is like, you shouldn't be doing that, not because you I don't want you to be helpful, but because this information is confidential. Like if they right. claim there's hip, HIPAA, of, HIPAA violations, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um so you would want to encourage people, you know, you could give them the information, encourage them to do it on their own. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, that's how it kind of how so, it was. So, so it was a lot of paperwork and there were potentially lines being crossed from different departments. So you're saying that ever since the smartphone, for example, was invented, the companies have been some companies have been adopting technologies to streamline access to benefits without getting the yellow pages of the book that you said and being able to easily fill out um, benefits and or claims. Is that kind of what's been happening? 
Yeah, I think it's twofold. Like I think like insurance companies and healthcare practitioners themselves have adopted technology to 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 make access to their their products and solutions more comfortable, more user friendly. And so employers are kind of uh jumping on that bandwagon and 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 utilizing or helping their employees utilize those technologies. So for one, yeah, you want to make sure you're utilizing technologies that are available to you. But I think employers are also um utilizing technology um in in other ways which is to communicate the benefits like you know sharepoint okay. sites or intranets or they would have you know internal the simplest internal form processes yeah their internal processes to communicate the benefits got it that makes a lot of sense and so you know there's been a lot of things happening over the past couple of years as we know we're living in historic times and companies have changed the way they treat employees. People have left jobs many times over because they're sick and tired of being treated like a number. Mental health has become like a big topic of the day because of the pandemic and how isolation, friendship recession, relationships being torn apart. And then, of course, people not really being happy at their jobs. So what are some of the, what's some of the data that you've seen kind of come out of all of this in terms of mental health? Um, and companies trying to combat, uh, you know, employee happiness. Well, it's, it's a big, like, it's a, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a hot topic, definitely right now. I think employers are, are trying to, um, address it in many different ways. The, the angle that I really like the most, because I find that at the end of the day, it'll make a really big difference is training better training your managers, your supervisors, your leaders. You know, we see all these posts on LinkedIn, those memes that you don't leave a job, you leave a manager. Right. So, uh, you, you know, the, the truth is that if, and mental health is one of those intangible things. So it's difficult sometimes for many of us to grasp on, on how we can be useful, helpful or how we can, can make a difference. So by training the front line to be more aware, mm. not, not to be able to, you know, solve the day because that's not their job, but their job is just to be more in tune to, Hey, there might be something going on with that employee. How right. can I direct that to person to see the signs of the mental health deterioration in progress? Right. Exactly. Like often what, what I what, what I call it, because I have someone that I work with that, that offers this type of training and we call it first aid for mental health. Right. Mm. So, you know, sometimes employers offer first aid like CPR lessons right. to their employees. Well, this is the same kind of thing, but it's focused on mental health. So how do you right. spot the signs? What's the how's the best way to 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 react? I think that that's and, and there's also a lot of different types. I mean, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's burnout, there's, you know, panic attacks. I mean, there's probably so many different things that people have to look for. How can a business owner or, you know, in general, how can they be prepared for the multitude of mental health types? Because there are different signs for different things, right? So how, how do they, how do they do that? Exactly. And the thing is that, um, when we're talking mental health, there's often more than one trigger, right? So we have our family life, our work life, our social, like we have so many spheres, uh, basically. And oftentimes, 
something could be going wrong at home that you don't know about it, or it could be a combination of things going on in, in different aspects mm-hmm. of that person's life. So it makes it even more difficult for somebody at work to, 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 to understand that person's situation because we don't know what, what's going on at home. So what's the protocol on approaching somebody to find out what is going on? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the one who gives those trainings. I facilitate <laughs> access to them. So I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but definitely right. there's, there is a, a recipe. I will say there is okay. a recipe. So, um, those out there that I guess are peaked or, or interested, uh, I would definitely, um, encourage you to, to look for some of these facilitators that can, can animate kind of, uh, trainings with your staff. Um, the ones that, that I've, um, I guess brokered or, or been able to, uh, organize in companies, you know, they all came out of it picking up some, some concrete tips. Cause it's about, you know, practical things that you could do, right? So okay. it, it's always come out as being something uh, very positive. And, you know, you mentioned that there's a recipe and, uh, obviously recipes are made when there's something to have a recipe for. So what kind of data has come out of the pandemics, especially that you've seen, you know, I mean, I've seen some pretty startling, you know, numbers online. Is there something that you can speak to in terms of how big this is? Well, well, listen, before the pandemic, mental health was already on our radar. So it, it was already a leading cause of disability. So mm-hmm. just to tell you that, uh, the pandemic just brought it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. So how so? Uh, like what, what, what are we talking here? Um, are, are there some numbers you can give me? Well, I don't have a statistic offhand, but, but definitely we've seen things like the rate of suicide has significantly mm-hmm. increased. Um, we've seen, um, burnout, anxiety, depression, all of these have mm-hmm. increased significantly. And I think in part it's because it's, the lines between work and home have blurred. Right. And also one of the things that doesn't help, and this is was happening before the pandemic, but technology has been, I mean, we talked about technology at the beginning of the show being something very useful and something right. that we want. But at the same time, um, what happens is it makes the pace of work much faster. Mm-hmm. And it kind of means that there's more expectations on us to deliver. Right, right. Because you can get like 80% of your work done in 20% of the time nowadays. So they're more like, well, what are you going to do with the rest of your, th- your time? Right. And like now you're not traveling anymore. So that time you saved, yeah. are you going to produce more output? Right. And so, and it's also, you know, some people in the workforce aren't, didn't grow up with technology. So for them, it's a hurdle to, to kind of, adopt these new technologies so that can that can um, be frustrating and stressful it it really adds to the stress level and it it, um you know one of the things that they say is in terms of mental health um the the one of the big challenges is adapting to change and so technology is kind of forcing change onto us every single day of our lives on top of the additional responsibilities the, the the regular responsibilities that we have you know with family and home so I, I would say that these are some of the pressures as well. Makes sense. That people are facing. Yeah, tough. T- it's tough times for sure, and um, there's has to be a way to navigate all of it. So I guess th- there has to be a good way for, say, like an HR department in your company, or if you're a startup and you only have one person handling this, um, how can 
you better educate the employees on the value of the benefits? Like how do, how do they help? How, how can someone help navigate that? Like what's, what, what are the best ways? Well, to be, to be honest, we work a lot with small, medium sized businesses. We, we, we work a lot with startups that are like in a growth phase. So often mm-hmm. there, there's little to no HR department. Right. Um, so it could be really hard, you know, when that, that one person has to deal with so many different, so many different aspects of HR because the benefits is just one piece of the pie. So part of the role of what we do is we kind of coach them on how to onboard a new employee when it comes to benefits, you know, what, what types of materials to share with them. Um, and we coach them through it because, well, I would say definitely the onboarding process is probably the most important. It happens to me all the time that what, like, what, what happens? I want to hear this. No, but it happens all the time that if, like, usually my role is not to work directly with employees, but it happens all the time that I'll get a call and it'll be like, the HR manager gave me your phone number. I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then basically it turns out that they're like, oh, how do I access my drug card? Like, I'll just give a random employee. I'm like, but right. you've been enrolled in the plan for six months. How do you not know how, how you to access know? your oh, drug Jesus. card? By? Like, you know what I mean? So That's bad, yeah. So, and it's not the HR manager's fault. They Sometimes they don't think of, like they assume, oh, they're going to get an email from the insurance company or they'll be able to navigate through the insurance company's resources. Or, or, so, or so, you're saying like, one... so you're saying like the onboarding process in terms of like giving the employees every single piece of information that they would need up front, whether in like tutorials, videos, paperwork, an app, like you mentioned, like it's more like presenting everything up front. Is that... Yeah, no, it presents. So say, okay, you're, you're, um, as of this day, you're eligible for benefits. This is what your benefit includes, you know? And I know that nowadays, most of the insurance companies don't offer printed booklets, but they have digital versions. Mm -hmm. Now, what I like to do, because as I mentioned before, those booklets tend to be full of jargon. Right. And and no one understands them. So I like to make, you know, like a one pager called benefits at a glance, which is really like a high level summary, but you see everything on one page. So the employee's like, oh, I got this. I got this. I got, it kind of gives them a big picture. And at least they know if I want more detail, now I could refer to my booklet, right? That makes sense. So you have that, then you'll have like, okay, here's how you access the, you know, how do you register for the app or the online portal? And you, does, these are the does the app let you use. search for certain things? Like, is, is it like, you know, Hey, I'm stressed out. What do I do? Or I'm sick. How do I take care of this? Or, you know, is, is it, is there something like that? Or I, I think it would depend on the, on the, on the insurance company and the vendor. They're all a little bit different, but, okay. but what they all do in common is give you access to what you need to know to, to actually claim. So all your, your okay. benefits cards and your things like that. Uh, oftentimes it'd be summary of your coverages. You'd be, um, you could submit claims online electronically. Got you it. can verify that your information's up to date, um, banking details, things like that. And then, yeah, I would say definitely a lot of the insurance companies will have access to either like, um, a library of additional information, sometimes wellness resources also available. Um, Makes sense. And, and listen, it's not necessarily up to the HR person to develop all of the material that's going to be used in the onboarding process, but they can definitely piggyback on some of the inform- the resources that the insurance company puts at their disposal because they, they often have videos and capsules. and Right. They have it all, like pres- all their presentation stuff. Great. This sounds really um, detailed. And I'm guessing it sounds like your company helps people through this. So tell everyone where they can find out more about what you do and, and your website and everything. 
Yeah, so we're insurance brokers. We specialize in employee benefits. The company is Vita Assure. So you could find us at VitaAssure.com or on our LinkedIn page. Um, I always present ourselves as brokers because people tend to understand what that means. We basically, you know, negotiate insurance contracts. But what I always say after I've presented myself is that we're actually, you know, my license doesn't say broker. It says advisor. So really... The purpose, what we do is give advice to employers on how to maximize the value of their benefits plans. Um, So that's why I said a big part of what we do is to help them with the communication, the onboarding and how to kind of uh, make sure employees are are getting the, the best out of their benefits plans. Perfect. Awesome, Gianna. Thank you so much. Once again, check out VitaAssure.com if you have questions about uh, insurance for your company. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.